Hey, hey, I'm Rebecca. This is a podcast for all my single friends out there and for anyone who's ever been single. Cue the laughs, life lessons, and all things love. Welcome to Dating in the Bay. Now, let's get to it. It's 2021. I don't know. I can't believe it. It feels like it's still March to me, but oh well. This is our first episode of 2021, and I brought back Erica Etten. And if you guys don't remember her, you should, because she was actually the first guest that I brought on when I started doing the podcast solo. And she's awesome. She's, I feel like she's a sister at this point. I just feel like I've known her for a long time and we always have a ton of fun. And she's the founder of A Little Nudge. It's a consulting company that helps people navigate the world of online dating from first click to first date. She's the author of the book, Love at First Sight. And she also had a podcast called So We Met Online. They just actually wrapped up, but I highly recommend listening to the old episodes. They're really good. And A Little Nudge has been featured in media around the country, including the New York Times, the Washington Post, NPR, Ask Men, and Good Day Philadelphia. And she currently writes a weekly syndicated dating column. And she's also just really funny and awesome. And like I said, if you haven't listened to our old episode called Pandemic Dating with Erica Etten, you should go listen to that one after this. And then also keep listening to this one because this one's funny as well. And yeah, in terms of 2021, I've just been thinking a lot about my own goals. I mean, it's kind of arbitrary at this point. Like, what is time? (laughs) It's all one big blur of a day. But I'm feeling even more energized and inspired to keep going and just with the podcast and with dating and doubling down and tripling down on my own personal goals to ultimately find somebody and do life with. Oh, also, this is funny. Well, I don't know if this is funny. But you know how most people, like, they plan out, like, their weddings or they have all these expectations? Well, I don't really have that. All I've decided after this whole nine-month hiatus thing that we've been on, I've decided that I don't care about my wedding. I don't care about an expensive engagement ring. I don't really care about any of those material things. All I have is, like, one small request for whoever I'm going to be doing my life with. So we're going to have a dance party and... The first dance song is going to be to the Schitt's Creek song, Simply the Best. It's like that slow version. And as soon as we finish our slow dance, then the dance floor will erupt. And it'll be then the Tina Turner version of Simply the Best. And it'll be a big dance party. And then my only other request would be like that the Schitt's Creek cast also be in attendance of my wedding. But I'm not trying to get too greedy here. So that's really my two songs is really, that's the most important thing. And then everything else I think is pretty much, it's fine. As long as there's also fun funfetti cake. But besides that, that's what I've been thinking about, which is really random. Okay, now that that's out, here's my episode with Erica. I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, Erica, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty well. It's a busy time for people to do online dating. So I got plenty of work. <laughs> yeah, but there's no shortage of clients right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because with COVID, online dating is sort of the only way to meet people these days. So now's the time. If someone's been thinking about it for months and months, they're now not thinking about it. They're doing it. 
Yes. Well, hopefully we can motivate some people today to get back out there after Perfect. listening to our episode. So last time you were here, your Google story was such a hit. I think I told you that it even became a sensation at my local dog park, which I don't even have a dog. And somehow I do frequent the dog park, but I don't really like just through association. But somehow the whole dog park, there's like hundreds of people who go to this dog park. They were all talking about the Google story. So That's crazy. That's crazy to me. I know, right? I'm so flattered. (laughs) So I was like, we have to have like, we can't just be a one hit wonder. We have to have another Erica story that can also spread to the masses. So can you share another one or two with us? I'll do my best. (laughs) Why they all have to do with food, I couldn't tell you. But okay, so I was a really early adopter of online dating, which I think you know. I started in 2001, which is crazy when you think about it. I was in college and I just thought, oh, this seems like a cool way to meet people when I'm at my parents, you know, in the summer. And so I went online and I met this guy who, you know, I started chatting with this guy and, you know, he seemed nice. He seemed normal. He was asking me about some of my interests. One big interest of mine is musical theater. So we were talking about musical theater and all of that. And he asked me out on a date to sushi. And I didn't know the advice then that I would give now, which is don't have dinner on first date because you can always add dinner, but you can't take it back. I was like, sushi sounds great. I love sushi. So I get there and he has, I can't believe this. He had a big pager on his pants and like he Uh wasn't a doctor, you know, like it's not like, it's not like he needed to be paged, but it was a big big boxy thing on his pants. And I thought, okay, kind of nerdy, no big deal, whatever. So we order our sushi and I don't like how many sushi rolls do you usually eat? Just out of curiosity. Well, I'm like a tank with sushi, so I could probably eat like four rolls on my own. Okay. I can usually do two or three. And so we go to order and the guy orders one sushi roll. One? Yeah. And at the time, you know, bold Erica now would be like, I'm getting three. But, you know, timid Erica, when I was however old, I was like, oh, I guess I'll get one sushi roll also. So I am pretty sure I left that date and picked up a pizza on the way home because I vaguely remember sitting at red lights eating a pizza. So I thought to myself, all right, whatever. Nice guy. Not for me, but nice enough guy. Okay, so that was that. I was in college. Now. Fast forward, you know, I graduate college, I moved to Washington, D.C., I'm working at Fannie Mae at the time, and I decided to get back online at some point after I moved to D.C., maybe a few years after, because, you know, I wanted I wanted to meet some people. So I, I resubscribe, and, you know, I'm talking to a few people, and I start talking to this guy who seems really interesting, and, you know, I'm actually excited about this date. I'm like, okay, I know myself a little better now. It's, you know, I'm going to find a better match. And we start chit-chatting and he seems really engaged in what I'm saying. And he asks me a question about musical theater. Like I said, I'm really interested in musical theater. And I like when someone picks up on that. I, I didn't remember putting that in my profile, but, you know, I probably had. So finally, this guy asks me out on a date. And, oh, I know why. I was in business school at the time at night. So I really didn't have time to meet new people because 
my weeknights were filled with business school. And so I couldn't really go out with friends and meet new people. And so the only night I had available was a Saturday night. So I made every mistake under the sun. I went out to dinner on a Saturday night. And this guy seemed really nice, asks, do you like sushi? Yeah, I love sushi. And so we agreed to meet and we met at the the subway station, the, the metro station. And I get there and I look at him and I thought, you know, he's cute. He looks a little nerdy, but then again, I'm nerdy and I'm not making fun, but it was like a jacket from another era, but not like in a retro way, but more in a like update your wardrobe way. And again, I'm not trying to be rude. It was just my first observation of him. It was a brown suede bomber jacket. You can picture that, right? So you know exactly what I mean. So whatever, fine. Who cares? So we're walking and he's asking me something and he tells me he went where he went to school. I don't know why. And we sit down for sushi and he looks at me and he goes, I have something to tell you. And And I'm thinking, you just met me. What could you put like, do you have a disease? Like, what could you possibly have to tell me? And he goes, um, I think we went out six years ago. And I look at him and I realize it's the guy who ate one sushi roll. <laughs> it all starts coming back to me. And I look at his face and I'm like, I guess it does look familiar. And now, you know, no more pager, but you know, the jacket. And I'm like, <laughs> this is crazy. And at this point, I just wanted a drink. And I was upset because I had dressed up cute that night, right? I still remember what I was wearing, God. And he goes, oh, I don't drink. I should have yeah. still ordered a drink. But again, I yeah. was I was way more polite then than I am now. So, okay, we get a bubble tea. That does not take the edge off, let me tell you that. And he looks at the menu and he orders one sushi roll. And I look at the menu and you know what I did this time? I ordered three sushi rolls because I'm like, ridiculous. I'm going to stick it to him, you know, chop, stick it to him. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I realized he was asking me about musical theater because he knew I liked musical theater from six years prior. I didn't have it in my profile. And the entire time he knew exactly who I was, but I didn't know who he was. And rather than telling me, he decided to just go along with it. Because I think he thought I would say no if I remembered. So this date did not get better. I, I just felt deceived the whole time. So we were like wrapped it up pretty quickly. I remember I took a cab home and I told the cab driver the entire story who thought it was hilarious. And I was home and in my pajamas by 8 p.m. that night. And you know what? The rest of the night was fabulous. Dang. I can't believe that. Did you ever tell him that you remembered him because of the one sushi roll? No. (laughs) I mean, I eventually remembered him. But no, I didn't say I mean, it was just, I was having deja vu. Like, seriously? See, I don't like the deception part. I feel like me neither. Yeah, tell me, like, I think I recognize you. And... The first time he and I had gone out, even though we met online, we realized we had a connection. I did community theater with his cousin, whatever. It's a small world. And so at the dinner, he goes, yeah, I emailed my cousin to see if it was really you. And I'm thinking, you emailed your cousin, but you didn't think to tell me? This guy's like, might be in love with you playing the long game. You know, I wish him well. I hope he... I have, I don't even know what I hope. <laughs> so that that's the story. It's, it's no kugel, but it, it's well, I just like how can 
somebody have one sushi roll? I'm sorry, but that's like... I mean, honestly, that's what bothers me the most about the whole story. I just can't imagine having one sushi roll and feeling like satisfied. Yeah, yeah. wow, I'm stuffed. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I didn't have to buy a pizza this time. I mean, I still remember in in college when I went out with the guy the first time, I can picture, as crazy as this sounds, I had a Dodge Neon and I can picture myself in the Dodge Neon with a pizza on the passenger seat, eating slices at red light. I can still picture this. It's one of those like formative, seared in your brain memories forever. Because <laughs> it was Because it was oh, no. and, like the oil was getting everywhere. <laughs> anyway. Hopefully your like gay outfit was protected from the oil. I'm embarrassed to tell you where that where the pants were from. Delia's. I used to shop at Delia's. I remember Delia's. Oh my god, there were these brown pants. I loved them so much, and these brown boots, and this pink turtleneck, but not like a thick one, like a thin, yeah, cute turtleneck. I was upset that I had I had I had really dressed up that night. <laughs> <laughs> that was for the first time, right? No, that was the second time. Well, that was like, what? oh, so you guys first time I don't remember what I wore. You guys kind of matched then with the brown. Oh my god, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, he could have been the one that got away. No, I think I'm good. Yeah, you'd have to have sushi. He's not a bad person. I mean, the only bad thing he did, besides not eating enough, was <laughs> deceive me and not tell yeah. me. That's actually my first question for you as a dating coach. So. I feel like people sometimes lie in dating profiles or they won't be fully transparent with information. What's kind of like your view on that? Because like just from a participant, it's always kind of, I can always spot out somebody who's being deceptive intentionally. Like if you're leaving out critical information, I'm always like, oh, what? what why wouldn't you put your height? Because everybody else does. Agree. Well, there's lying and then lying by omission. Is lying mm-hmm. by omission lying? I don't know. So I will say, first piece of advice, don't lie. Yeah. I recommend to everyone, do take people at face value unless they show you otherwise. Because like, for example, maybe you saw this. I posted this on Instagram recently where a female client of mine wrote to someone on Bumble. She wrote a cute, engaging first message. And instead of responding to that, the guy who had clearly been burned before by women lying sort of berated her with questions about her age. Like, are you really whatever age? And I've had the last three women lie to me. And he may have been a great match for my client, but after that, not at all. So I would say, take people at face value. Don't project past people's lies onto new people. Is it annoying? Yes. Is it a waste of time if someone lies and unfortunately isn't who they say? Yeah, it is a waste of time for both of you, but don't take that out on new people and just be honest yourself. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people are going to find out as soon as you go on a date. Right. And then I will say it's okay. And this might be controversial, but it's okay to call someone out on a lie. If you are having a conversation with someone, let's say you meet for a date and you find out that this person has lied by a certain number of years about age. doesn't matter. It can be one year. doesn't matter. You can tell them that does not sit well with me. You don't have to grin and bear it. I know most people trying to be polite. I think you can still be polite, but express that you're disappointed. I like that. I've called people out for lying before, certainly about age. 
And I've called people out for lying about height, which is kind of silly because I personally don't care about someone's height. I'm 5'1", so height was never a criteria for me in dating. But lying is, or Mm -hmm. not lying. So the most recent person I, again, kindly called out, I said, I have to ask, are you really 5'7"? And he said, well, I'm 5'1", and he he looked about an inch taller than I am. And again, I would have gone out with him if he were 5'2", but I realized that most women wouldn't, and that's why he lied. He goes, well, no, but I'm 5'5". Okay, I said, one, you're not, and two, you lied about it. And, I mean, what's he going to say? Except, yes, I did. I'm sorry. And, And I always say, like, don't apologize to me. Just don't do it again. Yeah. It's like, well, if you lied about that, what else are you going to lie about? And you feel kind of tricked into the date. And like, unfortunately, for him anyway, on that date in particular, I would have gone out with him at his actual height. And so he would have had fewer dates, but the dates he would have had would have been more accepting of him from the start. So true. Yeah. Hmm. And look, I know it's hard for shorter guys. It's really unfortunate. And I wish it weren't a thing that many women find height sexy because nobody did anything to earn it. I've also seen people who lie about their age. I'm like, I see them on the apps. I'm like, I know how old you are. I think it's so silly. And I also don't recommend putting, you know, whatever lie age and then writing in the text of the profile, oh, by the way, I'm this age plus seven, or I'm not actually 42, I'm 52, or whatever it is. And I've even seen people say, in the spirit of honesty, I should let you know. Well, no, in the spirit of honesty, be honest. Also, I've seen several profiles where they they say, Bumble, or like, hands, like they won't let me change my oh, age. I see this all the time. Like, I can give people a tutorial on how to change your age if you want to. Or just shut it down and restart with a new phone number or something and and do your age again. Because there's a way. And even recently, this is funny, a client of mine matched. She's 43. She matched with someone on Bumble who was 39. He seemed great. He would have seemed great at any age. But 39 seemed good. Anyway, they get to talking and he goes, oh, yeah, oops, I'm 49. I can't change it. Same thing. And the thing is, she would have liked him at 49, but not that he lied by 10 years. And he kept insisting, I didn't lie. I don't know how it happened. It was a typo. I'm sorry, but a 10-year difference in your birth date. Like, I know the difference between 81 and 71. I would never put, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or whatever years, you know. So she she still liked him enough that she wanted to meet him. But she said, let me think about it for a day. And she got back to him and said, you know, I thought about it. I'm still not thrilled about the lie, about the age, but you seem like someone I'd like to get to know. And again, he comes back with, it wasn't a lie. That's a little much. It was. I mean, it's 2020. People know how to use apps. They know how to like, I don't know, everything happens in a phone. Like it's very easy to... It is. The correct age. It is. I remember once I matched with someone, this is many years ago, and... He had listed, I think, maybe also 39 or something around there, late 30s. And he listed what he did for a living in such 
specificity that it was really easy to look him up because he like worked on a movie or something. And so I was curious. I looked him up. And the first thing you see, not a, it wasn't on IMDb, but it was on something similar, was his age. And he was 44. And so I wrote to him nicely. I said, are you 39 or 44 or whatever the word, numbers were. Yeah. And instead of just admitting it and just saying, yeah, I'm 44, I lied. He was like, what? How dare you? How would you? And then he, you know, like turned it. He goes, I was probably, I don't know early 30s at the time and he goes well you look 42 it was horrible wow (laughs) do you feel better sir like exactly so anyway point being just be honest and own it so you lie about something and someone calls you out own it man that's wild i love when they're just like they jab back at you like it's like punching down like why are you doing that yeah i mean don't put that specific in i mean clearly he was bragging in his profile that he had worked on some movie i was fascinated and interested which is why i looked it up well he at least he, he had clearly had done a good job on his profile that he hooked you it's just that he actually lied about critical right. information exactly anywho so look back to your original question it's going to happen as for lies by omission Let's say you want to date someone, you only want to date someone who has children or only want to date someone who doesn't have children or whatever, fill in the blank. I would only look for people who have those things listed then, because if they're omitting it, we don't know. I mean, that's the reality. An omission is is not a lie, but it's a piece of information we don't know. So if something is really important to you, if it's a deal breaker, then only search for profiles that have that information. I think that's good advice. Yeah. All right. So now we've been in this COVID land mm-hmm. of dating for a long time. Like when we first spoke, it was kind of towards the beginning of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Maybe I was just naive that I didn't think this was like going to become Not just like our, our normal. Yeah. So what's changed, if anything, or like kind of what's like your point of view on the state of affairs as they currently stand? I have come around to video date. At the very beginning, I thought this was going to be short-lived also. I think we all did. And so I thought, absolutely not. No FaceTime, no Zoom for a first date. Like, just wait till you can meet in person. And now, seeing as how some people are more cautious than others, I'm on board with a Zoom or a FaceTime date because that's at least better than the phone because you can see somebody. And short of being able to meet in person, it at least keeps the momentum up. So you're still having conversations, even if you can't meet. So I'm on board with that. So I find myself giving people a lot of advice on how to do Zoom or FaceTime dates, like what to wear, what to do if there's a lull in conversation, how to set up your background, how to set up your lighting, all of that. And so that's a lot of advice I'm giving, interestingly enough, you know, trying to tell people don't interview someone, don't ask all of their biographical information, just see if you have rapport. Is that hard when you're staring at each other with no distractions, like a bartender, you know, mixing a drink or something? Yeah, Yeah. it is kind of hard. So maybe do something while you're on the call. Maybe agree to each have your favorite drink while you're on the call or make a drink together before you start talking together apart, you know, before you start talking or something like that. I mean, if it's not a first Zoom date, but a second, you could listen to a podcast separately and then discuss it on the call. Just something to keep it from, how are you? What are you doing? 
How, what do you do for a living? Where do you see yourself in five years? I mean, that is not a first date question. So I just want to make it more playful and fun and, you know, have that rapport if you can. I'd say about 65% of my clients are starting with a Zoom or a FaceTime and the rest are meeting. I will say I know some of my clients are using COVID. I hate to say this as an excuse for doing a Zoom or a FaceTime first because they don't want to get dressed. That's <laughs> fine, you know, because I respect health. And so I always I always add in when I ask if for COVID reasons you feel more comfortable with a Zoom. So it makes me feel better a little bit for offering that because I'm saying, well, they're cautious with COVID. So yeah, I'm on board with that now, whereas I wasn't before. Yeah, that makes sense. So what do you tell your clients? Like if there is a lull, what do you do? Well, it depends. If you've been on the call for a while and you like each other, see if the other person wants to do it again if there's a lull. I mean, that, or if you don't like each other at all, that's a good place to say, I should really get going. Or you can always, I would say before, you know, ask about travel. There is no, really is no travel now. What is, so, what is that? I know. What is that? I mean, you can ask about if anyone has picked up a new hobby in COVID, have you watched anything? Everyone's watching Netflix. Have you watched anything good? Have you made any new recipes? Anything like that. Um, if they have a pet, you know, ask to see the pet. So, you know, that's something you couldn't do on a first date otherwise, but your pet's sort of always on your date now. And then if you do want to end the call and you don't know how, just say, this has been fun. I should really get going. A lot of people don't know how to end it in a nice, kind manner. I should really get going works well. It doesn't matter where you're going. It doesn't matter if you're going to your couch to watch Shark Tank. You should still get going. You don't owe anyone an explanation for where. I like that. I'm moving from the left side of my couch to the right side. Yeah, right that's side. fine. You're going somewhere. It's fine. <laughs> going to get more snacks. That's fine too. <laughs> I think Shark Tank because I was watching Shark Tank earlier. It's always so good. Yes. I have a tendency to buy everything on there. I bought two of the products I saw on, on one Ooh. of them. Wait, what did you get? I got, I hope they're good. These oatmeal balls. Oh. I hope it's good. I mean, they all seem to like them on there, but it's like oatmeal in ball form. So it's easy to eat. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I think I already know the title of this episode, Oatmeal Balls. I mean, I don't see how it couldn't be. And then <laughs> wait, let's see if we can get this one in. Oh. I also subscribed to an underwear subscription company to send me Two new pairs of undies every month. Oh, undies yeah. and oaties. Undies and oaties. I'm going to be the best well fed. Yeah. <laughs> Full of fiber. We're good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. okay. Question. What's kind of like the breakdown of like male, female of your clients? I'm just like curious kind of, of like, have you noticed any big differences between like what the men are experiencing and females? actually no differences. So every complaint I get from women, I get the same from men. So I do have more women than men as clients. I have about almost, mm, almost 70% women, 30% okay. men. I think while anyone might need help, I do believe that women are sometimes more inclined to ask for help. So that's how that comes about. But I don't have terribly different advice, except for with my male clients, I do tell them the more decisive you are, the better you will do with online dating. So when you're scheduling something, rather than asking, and what would you like? And what would you like? And what do you think? While that's nice to defer to someone else, what's nicer is to have you suggest something 
And then she can counter that if she wants to. Man, I really do sound like Shark Tank. Counter offer. <laughs> but in general, the advice is the same. You know, respond to people in a timely fashion. Be proactive about online dating. You know, don't just let it sit there for a week and expect something good to happen. Unfortunately, I get complaints about ghosting from both sides, all ages. I get complaints about being stood up, which is horrible. Please don't do this to people. I mean, people are getting stood up on their phone dates. Like, how hard is it to uphold a phone? Oh, yeah. Or just send a text saying, I'm running late, can't make it, met someone else. Doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. I advise all of my clients to really get dressed for their video dates. And so now they've gotten dressed, they put on makeup or, or their nice shirt or whatever. Just to be stood up, it, you know, yeah. that's really rude. It just says that the other person values his or her time more than yours. And so let's be kind about things. Both parties complain about asking questions of the other person on the dating apps and then just getting like the response without a question in return. That's so frustrating. Like, oh, how long have you lived in San Francisco? Five years. Period. <laughs> what do you even say after that? Yeah. So I told a lot of my clients to just give them two chances, maybe whatever. Oh, what's your favorite thing to do here? Go to Lafayette Park. I just tell them to say, cool, after that. Or sounds good. Noted. And then they either get it that they're not asking questions or they don't. But either way, at least you have your answer. Yeah. So I guess I'm kind of curious, like, do you know people who've had like really big success stories during this time? Yeah. I mean, give us some some inspiration. Absolutely. I mean, the one thing about this is you're not going out like you normally would. So most of your dates are by default a little bit more intimate than they would be otherwise. Like a lot of your dates are probably going to be at someone's home because you're not going to go sit at a crowded restaurant. There aren't those opportunities anymore. And obviously I hope it goes without saying, like, don't invite someone in if you don't want to or before you're ready or any of that. But yeah, I mean, generally you're spending more time with somebody because you can't be out and about all the time. So I have had clients with successes and it's been amazing. One just celebrated her four month anniversary with someone. It's very sweet. She's in her 60s and so is he. And they ended up, they went in college and... It, like it also happens to be where I went. So like everyone's happy here. And Aww. the best part was I was actually managing her account for her. So I could talk about the college in her messages. because I was <laughs> But she sends me pictures of them like on a boat and all this stuff. And that just warms my heart. So yes, there are plenty of successes. I would say, I can't tell you if it's more or less than what there might normally be. But it is very much possible. Yeah. Because it seemed like there were so many coughing season at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Where I, most of my friends got their COVID booze, <laughs> whatever they are now. But now it's like, it's interesting. I think it's just back to normal. I mean, while, yeah. and while dating might be different, you might start differently. You might not meet as quickly. It's still dating. You still got to get yeah. to new, you know, you still have to get yeah. to know a new person. You still have to see if there's rapport. None of that changes. Yeah. What would you say to people who are not putting much effort in? I mean, if you want results, you have to put in the work. That's true for anything in life. But I try to remind people that this is a cumulative process. This is not like everyone is the only thing to look at. This isn't like, 
you know, the last thing is the representative one. No, I mean, your entire dating life, everyone, you know, you have to take everyone into account, all of your interviews. I have no doubt that if you go to 15 interviews, you're better by the 15th than you were at the first. Yeah, and it's like, no one's precious. One date doesn't make or break anything. Like the more the more dates you go on, the more you're right. not worried about every single one of them because it's like, oh, I had like a zillion more. And like, oh, I wonder where he went. Oh, well, he's, who knows? He'll come right, back who knows? To. But like, it is hard because one of the hardest parts of my job is managing people's expectations, especially if a person doesn't necessarily have high self-esteem on their own because they really take to heart a bad date and think it's some reflection on them. But the reality is it's generally not. And I've had clients, I mean, I had one a few weeks ago email me. I set her up on two dates, two so far, okay? I guess they both weren't to her liking. Fine, that happens, big deal. She writes, it's not working, am I hopeless? And like, I get it, I get the sentiment. I I told her very kindly, but also in a in a pretty joking manner, like, you're a little crazy. You know, <laughs> it's been two dates. And sometimes I need to put perspective around it for people because, I mean, hopeless, that's crazy. If you're going to hit it off with one out of every however many people, that person could be number two or number whatever. 1,000. Like, I, I always assume well, I'm going to make, I was going to anchor it a little lower than 1,000. Well, I always just tell myself I'm going on 1,000 dates. So... That way it's kind of like lowers the temperature on everything, you know, where it's like, okay. I think that's really smart. I mean, one one of my former clients, she always jokes that her current relationship, he was number 26 date that I sent her on. You know, he, he was lucky number 26. And some people hear that and say, oh, that's not that many. And some people are like, I have to go on 26 dates. I don't know how many dates you have to go on, but it takes time. Had she given up after two bad dates? She certainly had more than two bad dates in a row, but that didn't get her down. Well, and going back to the job thing where it's like, just because you apply to X many jobs doesn't have any like indication. It's never a reflection of that person. It's just those weren't actual matches the same exact way that you have to find like a a win-win for both people. Well, Erica, thank you so much again. I know my sushi story does not live up to Kugel because nothing lives up to Kugel. I mean, that story is just like dynamite. And the sushi, I, mean, the, I, I love the sushi story too. I mean, I love sushi, but it's no Kugel. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I see Kugel on any like food Instagram, I always am sending you the Kugel. I'm like, look at this Kugel. Oh my God. So I told the story at this event that a friend of mine ran, an online event where she invited, I think like 15 people to tell a five minute story about a meaningful food to them in their life. And I thought, what could be more perfect than the Kugel story? Because I assumed, and I was right, most people were just going to tell about the food and the family member who inspired it or whatever without like a story arc. And so mine had the whole arc. It had the dates and it had the this and it had the baking pan. And my friend texted me like while I was on the Zoom, she goes, whoa, you told a real story. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And to anyone out there who's wondering what in the world is this Google story, please go back to my episode with Erica. It's called Pandemic Dating with Erica Etten. And you can listen to her Google story on that episode. And it is. Exactly. And if you don't know what Google is, go find a Jewish grandmother and get some. Yeah. So good. Delicious. All right. We'll have to have you back again because time always well, flies. You know, I'm always, I'm always happy to join you. I think you're great. 
you guys so much for listening today. Thank you to Erica for coming back again for round two. Hopefully you'll come back again. And my dating hack of the week is something that I used to do all the time that I really want to bring it back for us. So I used to always write my name and my phone number on a piece of paper and I'd always have it in my pocket. And it was because of a secret weapon. And I always felt like, okay, anybody that I walk by on the street, I could just give it to them. So I started giving myself little challenges and then I would go up you know, to somebody at lunch break and be like, hey, I'm Rebecca. Would love to grab a drink sometime. Here's my phone number and then hand them the piece of paper. So that's how I used to get a bunch of my dates was just going up to random people at bars, at Giants games, yada, yada, just at lunch breaks, wherever I was, or you know, just go up to groups of people I really have no shame at this point. <laughs> talk to anybody, especially now because pandemic life, you really don't get to talk to anybody. So long story short, long story long, I ended up giving my phone number to this guy at a bar after a Giants game. Turns out he's the official mascot for the Giants. So we became buddies. I told him I was going to the game the next day also because I love the Giants. And he ended up surprising me and my friends and like took a picture with us and the ushers at the Giants game, they're like, do you know him? Because like Lucille never does that. He never just will surprise somebody and then just bolts. Like he'll always take pictures with a bunch of people. And, like in the, and I was like, oh yeah, we're like kind of friends now. So anyways, you just never know who you're going to meet. So even if nothing romantic happens with somebody, you still have a new friend and you never know. I don't know. You just never know what's going to happen. So with that, it'll make you feel like a hundred bucks, make you feel like a million bucks. And I really encourage everybody to, even if you don't give out your phone number, at least have it in your pocket because it'll really change the way that you even feel when you walk because you're like, at any moment, I could give my number out to somebody and make their day. It's like a compliment. It boosts them. They'll feel awesome. So the outcome of whatever happens doesn't matter. It's more just like the fact that you're doing it and then you feel awesome and empowered. And you also made somebody else's day. Like, How could anybody get mad at that? I've only had amazing reactions to ever giving my number. I've never had anybody not take it. So anyways, please join me this week in doing it. You could always just DM somebody with your phone number too. So thank you guys for listening. And thank you to Erica again. Thank you to Studio Pod for editing and publishing my podcast. And I'll see you guys later. You know, it's like, 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 like.